Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Sarah Davidson James and this podcast is all about learning how to uplevel your health, thrive in your own skin and build the skills you need to live life to the fullest. Now, before we get into today's episode, I wanna make sure that you guys are all aware of my Thrive with PCUS membership that will be launching very soon. This program will be giving you beginner workouts five days a week that can be done in the comfort of your own home. It's designed to kickstart the habits and skills you need to reverse your PCOS symptoms and live an amazing quality of life. Imagine if you could move through life without PCOS weighing you down on a daily basis. Well, this is totally possible and the Thrive with PCOS membership is your roadmap to do just that. It's time for you to take back your health in an easy, approachable, and fun way. The waitlist is linked in the notes of this episode, so pause this episode now for just a second. Go join it so you're the first to know when it launches. All right, I know you guys have read the title of this podcast. It's probably why you're listening to it in the first place. And we are going to be talking about the four ways to live slow amongst the chaos. And what I mean by that and why I chose this episode to talk to you guys about is because so many of us are living in this crazed state of like hustling, trying to survive, trying to make ends meet, build our careers, build our life and all that kind of stuff. And it can be really tough. And I'm not saying this from a place of having it all figured out or thinking that I've got all these perfect practices down and I don't live a chaotic life whatsoever at all anymore because that's literally simply not true. But there is a lot that has changed in my life and I've taken a conscious effort to take steps back and build a life that is more slow and peaceful to support my PC and health overall because before that I was in that full toxic hustle grind culture where I was working and crushing long hours a day wanting to build a name for myself wanting to make lots of money and all of that kind of stuff and I definitely resonate with those goals and still have those goals but I'm okay to push that timeline for a bit to ensure that my health isn't coming to a detriment after getting diagnosed with PCOS and really having to focus on my health and that being the second chronic illness diagnosis I had it really was that wake-up call that something needed to change and there were definitely fears about getting a third chronic illness on top of that and I I didn't even get my period back naturally with PCOS until I slowed my life down. That was the caveat that really changed it all and massively changed the game for PCOS. Before I was just moving through life, hustling, I was eating well and working out well, but I still wasn't getting great health results overall. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this in previous episodes in terms of body image. If you may have even seen my YouTube video where I talked about the struggles with body image and the fluctuations that go up and down with that. And during that time of hustle and craze when I was a personal trainer, yeah, my body fat percentage was good and I felt very confident that, but so many other aspects of my health were suffering and struggling at a detriment to the lifestyle that I was living. And I know that a lot of you guys can relate to that. And a lot of us are really stuck in this crazed world that we live in, where we are expected to be hustling, doing two, three, four jobs just to make ends meet. And it is really sad to me that that is the society and culture that we live in. And oftentimes what is necessary to make ends meet because things are really expensive. So I hope that you guys are able to listen to this episode and just have a few key takeaways to support the chaos, because I understand that massive life change isn't going to be able to happen overnight. And I want to be able to give you guys some tools to support that while you might still be stuck in that hustle grind season of your life, because there isn't really another option, which I totally understand. And that very much leads into the first tip that I have for you guys, which is don't rush and slow down your days to the best of your ability. Now I know this can be hard and really tricky if you've got a lot going on, but I'm confident that there are ways that you can look at things differently and slow down your days, especially if you've got things going on seven days a week, which I totally get. That's also me right now and it has been quite tough. But in and amongst that, especially if you've got a lot going on and you have to keep putting one foot in front of the other because there are so many things that you have to do, you need to find ways to slow down where you can and where that opportunity is. And again, I totally get that there are seasons in life in which you genuinely have a lot going on and it really feels that you can't catch a break. There are micro adjustments you can make on a daily basis to slow down and live more in the moment. For example, that might start off really slow and really simple of just practicing breath work and making sure your mind isn't in this crazed, got to do this, 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 next, 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 very, very fast. 
I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but I remember in those hustle culture days and times where it was like, there was so much going on. There was so much I had to do, but my mind was working very fast in overdrive. So that would just lead to the chronic stress and chronic inflammation and all those health problems that would come as a result of that. Whereas had I taken other strategies to say, yes, my day is busy, but my mind can still move slow. I think I would have had a lot better health results because of it. And you can even do things as simple as just like writing lists and understanding that you don't need to go everything at top speed. And you're actually going to be more efficient if you, if you can give yourself that focused time where you efficiently get things done, but you're not trying to rush through it, rush to the next and to give yourself these quick little breathers throughout the day to slow down your mind. And then most likely your product of work is going to be a lot better as well, because you're not trying to rush things and you're not going to miss all these easy little oversights. Another easy way that you can support that would be setting yourself a timer and saying, okay, I'm going to give myself a focused amount of time for work, whether that be 20, 30, 40 minutes, I wouldn't go over an hour and say, okay, I have this hour to work on this task. And then when that alarm goes off, I'm going to take a 15 minute break. I'm going to go walk outside, move my body, get my muscles moving, get some blood flow and circulation, get some sunshine on my face, drink some water and totally take a break to disconnect from work for just 10 to 15 minutes. It doesn't need to be a long time, but it'll just allow that mental breather for your mind to take a second, be present for just a quick minute before you go back into that busy day. And again, just slow down the pace of everything. Just always do your best to think outside the box, understand that nothing is ever set in stone. And when you start to open your mind to view things slightly differently and how you can adjust it, you can open yourself up to an entirely new world of doing things that you never even thought was capable or possible just because there might've been a narrow mindset or routine attached to that. And the next one I want to talk to you guys is regulating your sleep cycle, going to bed and waking up at the same time each night. This is going to do wonders for your PCOS and any form of chronic stress that you might be struggling with. The foundation of good health really boils down to getting enough sleep. The societal norm of being chronically tired is just absolutely insane. Just because it's normalized does not mean it should be normal and considered normal in your everyday life and for the health goals that you want to achieve in the future. And I know it sounds super easy of saying, okay, cool. I understand that technically I should be going to bed and waking up at the same time each night, but that can be really difficult, but it really does need to be your utmost priority in terms of closing that gap and variation of hours. And what I mean by that is say, if you go to bed in between 9 PM and 11 PM or 12 PM each night, those are quite a few hours of variation and your body is going to struggle because of the lack of consistency and routine. You will be less efficient at sleeping overall simply because you have such a big window of variability. My biggest and suggestion for all of that is starting with your sleep time. I find that a bit easier for most people. And that way you can also calculate back from your wake time and make sure that you're getting a minimum of seven, if not eight hours when possible. Your body really does thrive best on consistency and routine. And that is very true when it comes to your sleep. So let's take your bedtime. For example, if your body knows that you are going to bed and falling asleep at the same time each night, it's going to understand that. And it's going to have different cues and signals so you can get the most efficient sleep possible in that given window. So in terms of some actual steps you can take to support this because I totally get that this is a big feat and it will take time and a lot of adjustment and a lot of consistency and practice, but do not give up on this one. And some ways to support that will be working on your evening routine and making sure that you have a good and sufficient wind down routine instead of just going into bed and scrolling on TikTok or whatever it is, hoping that you're going to fall asleep because that's going to be the worst type of stimulation for your brain. And it's going to be really hard to get you into that calm meditative state. I like to say to give yourself about an hour of wind down routine time to get yourself in that state that's ready for sleep. Some key things you need to focus on for that is removing any bright and blue lights from your area. Any amount of bright and blue lights is going to inhibit your body's natural 
natural production of melatonin, which is obviously not going to be great for your sleep. For those of you guys that don't know, melatonin is your body's natural sleep hormone. And if it's not being able to be produced naturally, it's going to be a lot trickier for you to fall asleep and stay asleep. And within that wind down routine, I want you guys to focus on calming practices that you guys like that will calm your mind down. So you're not overstimulated thinking about other things or using technology as a distraction to not think about your own thoughts, because I have definitely been there. So I get it. But using those types of vices isn't going to help support your mental state or your overall sleep quality. I'll give you guys some examples of things that I like to do for that. I actually love lighting incense. It reminds me of my travel days, which I definitely want to get back to and travel the world. And so it kind of puts me into that meditative calm state. I find myself in a bit of a flow state whenever I'm traveling and I am kind of my most centered and best self and incense really bring me back to that. And I've actually been working on this playlist for years now, which is called Slow Mornings. And it just has a bunch of calming meditative style songs that kind of put me in that travel flow state of just, it's all good. Everything's fine. We don't need to overthink, which overthinking is normally what I go to for absolutely everything in life. But when I've got my calm music on, the incense are going, I've got all these low amber yellow lights going on. It really helps get into that calm meditative state. And I don't feel so overstimulated. And if I'm feeling really ambitious, I will take a hot shower. That is a great way to support in your wind down routine as well, because you do actually want to lower your body's core temperature, which will help with better quality of sleep. And so if you get in a hot shower, as soon as you get out, there's been so much vasodilation that's happened in that hot shower. Your body is going to be releasing heat, which is going to help lower down your core body temperature when you do get into bed. I know it sounds like a bit weird and counterproductive, but trust me, it works. And obviously hot showers are just super calming. Who doesn't feel calm after a hot shower, especially if you've got incense or candles going on, you've got a cool playlist and you're just straight up vibing out there. And another more recent thing that I've started doing is putting your phone onto focus mode. I think it's called if you have an iPhone, I'm sure you have an option for Android. I just wouldn't know that because I do not use an Android, but utilize focus mode. That is where you can have a set time in your phone where notifications will not show up. Therefore, you're not going to get distracted or overstimulated by Instagram. TikTok, text messages that are coming through that can definitely be dealt with at a later time. And you can also set people on a priority list. So if text messages and calls come through from them, they will override the focus shift. So if you have important people in your life that you absolutely do want calls and text messages coming through at all times during the day, those can be special contacts, but everything else, your notifications will not show up on your phone. And that has been a big game changer for me as well, because it is so easy to get distracted. People want to text you and I love chatting. So I will just go off on a million different tangents with them. And then all of a sudden, is way past my bedtime and I will be exhausted the next day. So in summary for this one, you guys, regulating your sleep cycle is so important and will make a massive impact on your health, either positive or negative, depending on how much importance and effort you put into regulating your sleep cycle and getting in enough sleep each night. Not to mention, it's also going to have a massive support and impact on your nutrition and blood sugar stability, which we can definitely talk about in further episodes, but just know that it does have an impact on your blood sugar as well. Now for this next and third point, you guys are really going to have to bear with me on this. I know it is a bit weird and abstract, but it has been a huge game changer for me, really helped a lot with mindset and just downshifting your nervous system. Some of you guys may have heard of it before, but it will be building resilience through cold therapy and applying breath work to everyday stressors. And know what I mean by cold therapy? There could be a big range in terms of what you would want to do for that. But yes, I mean from the simplest stuff of having cold showers 
to going for ocean dips in the middle of winter and dunking yourself in for a set period of time. And the reason this is so important and beneficial in helping you live slow amongst the chaos is that it can have a lot of massive health impacts. And so here are some of the reasons why cold therapy can be so supportive for your health and, and teaching you how to be able to live slow in and amongst all the chaos. Actively putting yourself in situations of micro stressors like taking a cold bath or a cold shower will help you build the resilience you need to manage other stressors in your life. It forces you to clear your mind, deal with the present situation, and utilize different thought processes and breathing techniques to deal with the stressor at hand. And you do have to be quite mindful in the practice and think about the current situation at hand and not think about a million other things because you're absolutely freezing cold. And over time, you're eventually going to build up these automatic tools or stress coping mechanisms that will help you deal with the very big and real world stressors that are wreaking havoc on your health, your nervous system, and your PCOS. Not to mention, it's also going to help reduce inflammation of your muscle tissue, which can definitely be a struggle for a lot of us PCOS girlies and will be a great practice to start implementing and playing around with. And it's going to be a great practice to start after you join the Thrive with PCOS membership will be a bunch of new movements and workouts for you guys to support your PCOS. Again, if you haven't joined that already, go join the waitlist linked in the show notes of this episode so you are the first to know when it launches. So if you guys are looking at starting to build resilience through cold therapy, start slow and simple. Do not go all into it. That's where I see a lot of people fail and struggle because they just go, okay, cool. I'm just going to go immediately into an ice bath. And it is so incredibly unpleasant that they're like, I'm never doing this again. This is way too much, which is fair if you go head first into something that you've never done before. And that's just kind of a life lesson for anything that you do in life. And think of it this way. You're going to be slowly building up resilience so that eventually you can be more tolerant to different levels of cold, different types of cold, and for longer periods of time. The easiest way I see most people start is just at the end of your shower, whenever you take it or however many times a day you take it, just start shifting your shower over to cold and don't do it all of a sudden as this cold aggressive switch. That is going to be a big shock to your system, but slowly just start turning the nozzle over towards the cold section, nice deep breaths, do diaphragmatic breathing, breathing deep in through your nose, out through your mouth and getting in that calm meditative state. If you're standing in the shower, absolutely shivering and losing your mind and freaking out, it kind of negates the purpose. What you want to be doing is practicing that you can be calm in and amongst a current state of stress. And as you slowly start shifting that colder and colder, seeing how long you can last under the shower, maybe it's just your body at first, and then you can start getting your hair wet, standing under it for longer periods of time, and then working your way up from there to eventually doing cold dunks if that starts to be a practice that you really enjoy, which I would definitely recommend. And then maybe eventually we could have this whole fun PCS meetup down at English Bay or somewhere in Vancouver, and we could all jump in the ocean together and breathe through it and have an amazing time. It really is so nice when you start to get used to it. And if you have enough time and you just want to have like a meditative style day, you can alternate between hot and cold. Say for those of you guys that might live in a house, you could fill up a tub outside, have it in really cold water, and then have a hot bath inside and alternate between the two. That is just the ideal state of relaxation, but obviously we don't all have access to it. But even if you have time in the shower to alternate between hot and cold and then finishing on cold, it also can be a great way to start your morning to feel calm, focused, and centered, especially if you're going to have a chaotic day. And if you guys have found some other skills and strategies that you've used for either cold therapy or any of the other stuff that I've talked about in the podcast, definitely leave some comments down below. I'd love to hear the different ways you guys have implemented these type of things that have greatly helped and supported your health and PCOS. 
All right, now this last one to take it all home is definitely gonna be a tricky one. It is living in the present moment. And I myself can say that that is a very tricky thing to do. Someone that currently struggles with anxiety always has, and someone that has had bouts of depression as well, this can be really tricky. But this is also where I think the anxiety and depression stems from is that you are either living in the past and present and not in the moment. Because realistically, whatever these stressors are that are going on in your life, if you take a second to be mindful and ground yourself back into reality, of what is happening in the current present moment, you can maybe have some thoughts and conversations with yourself and think, okay, but am I currently in danger right now? Has everything usually worked out in the past and been okay? Is it ever actually as bad as I think it is or as bad as I think it's going to be? Or does things end up kind of working out in the long run? These are some really important questions to ask yourself, especially if you are in a high stress job or whatever it may be and look back on that past experience of, okay, well, nothing's never as bad as I usually end up thinking or how it ends up being. And that can help downshift your mind in those times of stress and thinking that this current situation that you're in is completely messed up and you're never going to be able to handle it and you're never going to be able to see a way out. Like I see you, I have been there and I know those emotions are really tough, but it always does end up being okay in the long run. Yes, you might end up dealing with some uncomfortable and painful situations in the current moment, but whatever those may be, those also build resilience. It leads to a lot of character growth and development, and you wouldn't be the person you are today had you not gone through whatever you've gone through in the past, and that can also be true for whatever stressors you're dealing with in the current moment. It really does come down to trusting the process, knowing that you are living your life with beautiful intention, and as long as you move forward with integrity, then things are gonna work out and be okay. Maybe not in the ways you would have thought or imagined or pictured everything to go, but usually it ends up working out for the better so long as you keep that positive mindset and trust the process. And so especially if you're dealing with some really scary times, which I feel you on that, really ask yourself in this current moment, in this current five second moment, am I in danger right now? The answer will usually be no and just be okay and happy with that. I've definitely dealt with that in terms of having a lot of financial stress in different situations in my life, which I'm sure a lot of you guys can resonate with, where I've been terrified, oh my God, am I gonna be able to make rent? Am I gonna be able to buy groceries and whatever? And I would just stare at the ceiling because I was usually lying in bed and it was late at night and I was losing my mind not being able to sleep because I was thinking about financial stress and I would just say okay well are you safe right now you're in your apartment that you've paid for and then I would say okay yes I totally am breathe through that do some deep breath work and say okay one foot in front of the other one day in front of the other one hour at a time and when you really break it down to those micro bits it can help you to continue to move forward in times of extreme hardship just taking it hour by hour day by day okay am I in immediate danger today nope I'm okay we're all good move forward Anyways, that's about it and everything that I have for you guys for today's episode. So to summarize the four main points to help you guys live slow in and amongst the chaos is number one, we've got don't rush and slow down your day whenever you can. Find those micro breaks throughout the day. Set a timer for yourself to take some deep breaths. A quick little walk around the block will do wonders for your productivity if that's what's really important and help you stay grounded throughout a crazy and hectic schedule. Number two, it's regulate your sleep cycle, making sure you are reducing the gaps in windows, going to bed at the same time each night and ideally waking up at the same time each morning and getting a minimum of seven hours of sleep, ideally pushing more towards eight. Listen to your body. You know what it needs because regulating your sleep cycle is going to be the foundation and a massive pillar in your overall health and to help you greatly improve and reduce your PCOS symptoms. Third, it's building resilience through cold therapy and applying breath work to everyday stressors. Try it out in the shower, guys. Just trust me, breathe through it. Don't go crazy aggressive in the beginning. Just slowly shift your shower to cold, a nice deep breath and turn it into a bit of a meditative practice. It's going to help your stress response so you can handle stress a lot better when it inevitably will come up in your life. 
And last but not least, we've got living in the present moment and not letting the thoughts of your past or future self bog you down in terms of what is currently going on in your everyday life. A really tricky one, but just thinking, but don't forget, you can ask yourself, okay, am I safe? Am I okay in this exact moment? The answer will typically be yes. Moving on. So you can keep putting one foot in front of the other, especially if you are in a highly stressed out or worried time in your life, because that can definitely be a season and that's okay. But just understand that nothing in life ever stays the same. You can count on change, befriend change, and trust that it's all going to work out and be okay in the end. And that is all for today, you guys. I'm so happy to have you here in this podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to come say hi over on Instagram or TikTok. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast. I love creating these episodes for you guys. I know you guys have heard me say it a bunch of times on podcast and YouTube. I'm working on getting consistent. It really is a big goal of mine. I am doing my best and will continue to produce content more frequently. So this can be a regular weekly thing for you guys is the main goal. I can't make any promises when that is exactly going to happen, but that is a big goal in the future. So you guys can get that support from me thrive with PCUS and completely uplevel your health. And again, if you haven't done it already, make sure you have signed up for the waitlist for Thrive with PCUS. It will be linked in the show notes so that you are the first to know when it launches and you can start doing workouts alongside me. They're going to be super easy, just 10 to 15 minutes, five days a week. It is going to get your body moving on a regular basis. And we are going to be working on building these skills and habits you need to absolutely thrive with PCUS so you can live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And until next time, I love you guys so much and we will chat soon.